0: Welcome back, College Football News Podcast. Nick Shepkowski, Pete Futek here to break it down for you. A little standalone episode here as it's the Camping World Bowl. We're previewing this time 10-2 Notre Dame taking on 7-5 and Iowa State in Orlando. Notre Dame, no Orange Bowl for them, no Cotton Bowl, no. Instead, a trip to Orlando, something that uh, Notre Dame fans are none too pleased about, an opponent that they're not thrilled about playing, but it's an opponent that, uh, I think is it pretty much turns into a Super Bowl of sorts to Iowa State to me at least, Pete. And as a Notre Dame observer and a Notre Dame fan for my entire life, it's a matchup that because of what Iowa State has on the line and what Notre Dame is kind of disappointed getting here, it scares the hell out of me that something bad might be happening.
1: Well, for good or for bad, like ten people are going to watch this because the the bigger bowls are coming up right after it. So uh, it's. It's a moment. It's a moment for Notre Dame to kind of prove and show that they really, it really was that good this season. You had the one problem with Michigan, and that was the hard ceiling because, if that game was even close, the college football playoff committee would have loved to have moved Notre Dame up as it started to play better and better and better. And obviously this team improved as the season went on. But you, could, you had the hard ceiling in the rankings of Michigan. You couldn't rank the Irish ahead of the Wolverines. So now is their chance to kind of kind of break free from this a little bit and say, yeah, this season, this team really was that good. This season really was very good. Because, look, I you and I have argued this over and over again. Ten win seasons – should be a, a a standard of something that that should say. I know if you're Notre Dame, you want more. If you're the big powerhouse programs, you want to get in the bigger games. But if you win 10 games, you did something right. And if you win 11, you're starting to you know, push some of uh, one of the better seasons in your program's His- even a program like Notre Dame so this would be a great great win for the Irish and I think they're going to get it look I think Ohio State might be good I'm just not a big believer in the Big 12 this year I liked what Notre Dame was doing as the season went on and I think they show up and show up large and win this thing
0: I See, I don't think that they blow anyone out. I don't think they blow Iowa State out. I think Iowa State has a ton to play for in this, perception-wise. And they're a team that might go into next year, aside from Oklahoma, being right there in the favorites to get second place, at least, in the Big 12. And they can put a lot of eyeballs on their program with a win in this game. I look at it for Notre Dame, and it's, uh, it's one where... Iowa State played everyone close all year. Finally, that game at the end of the season, Kansas State beat them by two scores, but they're within one point of beating Iowa earlier on this season. They take uh, Oklahoma to the final play of the game in that, and they go for two and they get stopped. Otherwise, they get a win in Norman. Their losses are extremely close losses, and I know there's still losses at the end of the day, but they're a team that just is in every ball game, good or bad. I mean, it almost bit them against Northern Iowa earlier on in the year. But they're a team that plays a ton of close games, and I I think that they'll have a game plan. Matt Campbell's not getting talked about in NFL teams and and taking overhead jobs for no reason the guy knows how to game plan the guy knows how to scheme and I think they have a pretty good quarterback as well in Brock Purdy
1: yeah Purdy's got to go off and this has to be his game the problem is I just kind of think the Notre Dame pass rush is going to get to him look I you know I'm old enough to remember when I picked Virginia to beat Notre Dame because I thought Bryce Perkins was going to be a differentiating factor and the pass rush was going to come through and Bronco Mendenhall's this great coach and they've got this plucky team that's able to come up big in big games And obviously that didn't work out so hot, at least after about 40 minutes or so. Uh, Notre Dame should win this thing and not have a problem if everything is clicking quite right. Brian Kelly's teams have problems when they play against the big boy programs. They have a problem when they play in the big bowls that the spotlight's on and they got to go against the elite of the elite of the elite. They don't necessarily have big problems in these sorts of games. And I think that his team shows up and has a big, big performance. So we get this game over with by the end of the first half. So everyone can turn the channel and watch all the other big games on New on this day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, there's, there will be one other game cotton bowl coming your way this day as well. I, I see it as a, yeah, 11 wins. I think there is something to be said there. And for people that look at Notre Dame and, oh, yeah, they need to be playing in the Orange Bowl. Hey, this is a program that 10 years ago, did you think that 11 wins and 10-2, and 11-2 seasons were going to be seen anytime soon? Or this decade was going to be as successful win-loss-wise as it was after the Charlie Weiss era?
1: It, it, it's one of those, yeah, yes, I did.
0: there's still room to go. you got to be kind of happy where you're at right now.
1: It's it's hard and it's it's the, the the hard part for so many fan bases is that you know yeah if you're Notre Dame you want to beat not just say hey let's go to the college football playoff but have a chance to win it. This team isn't beating LSU or Ohio State or Clemson this year. Last year's team wasn't going to come close to beating Alabama or Clemson. So it's the constant argument when it comes to Notre Dame where you can get really good but you have to be really lucky and have that kind of t- team which, with the talent in place and the schemes in place uh, to be able to do this. Now, as Mr. Notre Dame guy as you are, do you care about the loss of your offensive coordinator in a game like this?
0: Uh, in the game of this, yes, because what the reports are that Tommy Reese is going to call the plays, and it might be an audition for him to uh, be the call pl- the play caller. Is he going to rotate with Everett year. Golson and call plays? Yes, and uh, Everett Golson will call the turnover ones, and Tommy Reese will call the ones that go for only two <laughs> or three yards, and that's the way it'll work. The problem I have with that though is that I. Look like what LSU does with their coaching staff last year. and They go go and Joe Brady gets hired from the Saints and all of a sudden they become... I know that Joe Burrow comes in and that's a very important part of this whole puzzle. But they go to have the best passing offense and the most fun offense in college football to watch this year. If you just promote from within and you don't at least go and do some interviews and search around for that offensive coordinator position... You're not gonna find that guy, Tommy Reese being a unless the first you have a guy gonna who be that unless guy. You,
1: unless you like the ideas unless you like the ideas that were being sort of suppressed. And sometimes when you have a, a coaching pecking order, and it's kind of funny, this this HBO show that's going on uh, right now, the uh, Belichick and Sabin, where they're talking about coaching staffs, and you can kind of see how they think. And every even these big name assistant coaches that they might have on both their sides, you know who the big guy is up top, and you know everything flows and trickles down from there, and there's no questioning anything. And you know there is a hierarchy when it comes to these elite of the elite coaching staffs so to your point I'm with you you want other ideas you want other guys to come in and and get their shot however maybe what you just did here if you're Notre Dame is you're rising up a guy who might have those ideas but couldn't quite implement them just because uh, of what the other coaches were able to do
0: yeah I guess my one question with it is is like why Tommy Reese didn't get a second interview for the Northwestern O.C opening where he had been a grad assistant uh, a few years back as well. So that's kind of the way that I see it going. I think Notre Dame wins this game. I don't think it's pretty. I think that it is... uh... I think it's...
1: You worry too much. Buyer
0: beware a little bit. I know. You're right about that. I am a worrywart. I am definitely that when it comes to Notre Dame. I think that Iowa State keeps this thing extremely close, and it's like Notre Dame in the Citrus Bowl a few years ago, except instead of it being LSU that they sneak by, it's Iowa State that they sneak by and get a victory in. He's Pete Futek. I'm Nick Shepkowski. It's a college football news podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this as we're previewing all bowl games all December and January long, and throughout the offseason we'll have plenty of episodes and conversations of all things college football as well. For Pete Futek, I'm Nick Shepkowski. Thanks, as always, for listening to the College Football News Podcast.